Hey guys, welcome to the Fit Town Show. I'm Coach Tony, joined by Coach Austin today. Today we're talking about adaptation being everything. And I kind of stole the name of this podcast from a podcast that we love listening to uh, by Jason Khalifa called Effort Over Everything. Um, and he runs NC Fit. So this is kind of like the mantra that they've taken on. And I love talking about effort. You guys know me, uh, always talking about growth mindset, always talking about effort over outcome not focusing on the results, but focusing on the effort you give in that day. Effort is great, so we wanna establish that. For me, effort lacks a little bit of purpose, and I think we can achieve purpose with our effort by seeking adaptation mm -hmm. with that effort. Um, so for me, when I come into a workout, I wanna give my best effort, but I want to create an adaptation or create a stimulus that forces my body to change in the positive direction. All right, so I want to also get the point out that this is a gradual thing and just doesn't happen and we reach amazing PRs, but we just get closer to our goals by adapting towards those goals, All right? And I think, um, you know, there's kind of like this, I feel like a yearning to be hard lately. Like everyone's like joining the 75 hard program and um, David Goggins stuff has really taken off with, uh, you know, he's like a Navy SEAL. And there's kind of like a, a yearning for people to want to adapt to harder circumstances. And I think adaptation is a way to get there because effort can be manipulated by the owner of it, right? Mm -hmm. Where they kind of come in on a Monday and had a long weekend. They're like, I'm going to give my best effort, but I had a long weekend, right? Yeah. And so they may come into that workout and give a little less to that workout, just kind of in their own head um, that they might pull back on the effort because of X, Y, and Z they did over the weekend, right? But when I come into my workouts, and I know when Austin programs, there's a very much of this goal to create the stimulus that we've never felt before, right? So that we can adapt to it in a positive way. So Austin, I want you to talk about um, how you kind of look at like a day of programming, a week of programming, a year of programming, and kind of like, take adaptation as the goal so that you can progress our members forward. Yeah, so um, I'm gonna start with like just very basic programming principles just to make it like really clear. Like I think people look at things like a linear program and a linear program for those of you that don't know, it's like let's say it's like a five by five back squat. So one week it's at 60%, next week it's at 70%, 80%, 90%, 100%. That's what it's supposed to look like, right? It's just easy climb right up the ladder and then by the fifth or sixth week you are just like, crushing PRs like no <laughs> <laughs> what if you miss a day exactly Are you yeah. screwed? <laughs> this is a very like yes and then also a very no uh, thing to say um, the, the good thing about linear progressions is you know it's a very clear path to get you maybe progressed a little bit but when we've been doing this there's some of our members what like eight to ten years who have been doing this like over time that's not exactly how progression works and most of you guys know who are in like you know who are taking on nutrition things like that it's a very up and down mm -hmm. uh way to get to where you're trying to go and workouts work the exact same way and although i love linear progressions in a sense um i don't because it gives us unreal um outlook on progressing in um it makes it look very simple and it's not that simple and use use good examples like there could be someone who had a crazy fun weekend out with their buddies and then they come on a Monday and Monday, maybe Monday was our, our squat day and it's like oh now you're five by five at 80 or whatever and 80% and it's like I, 
I can't even squat 70% for five right now. Yeah. And then now what? Are you defeated? Are you no longer able to keep working out? Do you have to quit the gym? Like, what now? Um, so when, when I look at things, it's like, you know, we, we do a very general program. That's, that's what we do. It's general. We can't be 100% specific to everyone unless you want, like, the personal training route. Like, mm-hmm. we have to be general in that standpoint. That doesn't mean it can't be effective for a lot of people. Um, but with that being said, the way that we find um, most effective in doing that is just changing the circumstance that you're doing things. And I don't like the term like muscle confusion because I think that's silly. We, we mm-hmm. use like the same type of movements all the time. Yeah. We just switch up how we do them. Mm-hmm. So maybe it's like, you know, maybe, maybe week one is a five by five back squat, but maybe the next week is a, a wave format where it's like you do a five, three, one. You're just switching up the stimulus slightly um, just to give it a new effect and a new feeling. And it, and it could change depending on how you feel that day too. So like you said, tying it back to effort, like that's, that's the part that I hope people can take from this podcast is effort's not bad, but hundred percent effort on Monday to Tuesday could look different. Mm-hmm. And you know, hundred percent effort on a workout that's 40 minutes to a workout that's three minutes is going to look different. Um, we want you to hopefully come in, listen to the whiteboard talk and then have a better idea of how you want to attack a certain workout or like you said how you want to create an adaptation from a certain workout because from the programmer standpoint with me uh, Nick and Jack like that's what we're that's what we're searching for is Mm -hmm. how can we get the most people to have this adaptation or this stimulus from this workout yeah um and like I said it's it's a it's a general program there's a lot of people that have to fit into that bucket and it's not linear yeah so there's some times that you know we may we may program like a one rep max snatch in January and a one rep max snatch in March and you may hit like the same or maybe even less, but then three months later you might hit 20 pounds more. Like that's just the life, that's just life in general and that's definitely life in fitness. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And I think, um, I'm just so glad that Austin is here programming for me because if I had to program (laughs) for myself, it would be the most biased program that you've ever seen. Um, and all you have to do is look back at my gold's gym days and see, uh, bench press three times a week and light legs uh, maybe once a month. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, when the back back squat rack was open, that's when I would do legs. Um, so I think we're very we're very lucky to have people that kind of put the programming out there for us with a lot of intention, right? Because these guys are looking at you know they're they're looking at the day to day, but also they're zooming out to give us like programs of of building out full strength programs to help us get our uh, get our legs uh, stronger, right? For instance, um, I think you guys do a really good job of um, making strength and skill work help us with adaptation. Yeah, I think that's probably one of the most underrated things about our programming at Fit Town. Um, and I would like to see people do or give more intention to it um, because if you've ever watched me do a strength wad or a skill wad. I come out of it looking like I did the wad, right? Like I, w- I did like the full thing and I'm done for the day, but really I'm only like halfway done with my day mm-hmm. um, because that's what I'm thinking about. I'm focusing on like, how am I gonna put myself in a situation in this strength piece to just create an adaptation that my body says, I don't know if you can do this, right? Because when I start to question myself, that's when I know I'm forming an adaptation. Yeah, I think that's the cool thing with programming is and like I said, we have a bunch of different people from a di- bunch of different places with a bunch of different goals, but they all tie into each other. And so you have the athletes who's, 
who want to be more strength focused. You have the athletes who are more like aerobic minded, like they want to increase mm-hmm. that, but they help each other. For sure. You know, like the strength athlete needs a little bit of conditioning or at some point they're going to burn out. Mm-hmm. And then the vice versa, like the, the aerobic athlete, if they want to get stronger and be able to push paces, maybe you're like a, I don't know, like a 5k or like you love running 5ks. Eventually, if you want to get better at the 5k, you're going to have to get stronger. Like that's just how it's going to have to work. And the fun part about the program is if you can fall in love with both parts, it's just going to help whatever you want to personally focus on. And I think some people might think of it the opposite. They're like, you know, I just want to get stronger. I'm only going to focus on strength. Like, okay. So if we have like sets of tens on the back squat, what's going to happen to you? Like you're going to gas out by six. Like that's just how that's going to work. And then the aerobic athlete, like you can train yourself to be slow. Like, if you're only training at 60 to 70%, which is probably a 5K-ish pace, like, you're just going to be a 60 to 70, whatever I just said, 50 to 60% right. athlete. Like, you have to train those speeds so you have some gears. So, yep. I think anyone who wants to get better at a 5K or a mile or whatever, like, should run some sprints here and there, like, yes. to add that into their training. And that doesn't have to necessarily be, like, a literal sprint outside, although I think that's great. Like, that could be, like, a short, intense workout that we do in here. Like, those adaptations help adaptations you actually want to improve mm-hmm. it just might not look like it in the day right it's just you have to you have to zoom out you have to be able to zoom out because like i said this isn't linear you're not going to run a 200 meter sprint like five times and then the next day be able to pr your mile like mm-hmm. I mean, you might get lucky but like that's just <laughs> not how that usually works you're going to have to do it over a longer period of time stay consistent with it and then that's what's going to cause the adaptation um it just takes a lot of patience and Patience yeah. is hard to have. <laughs> but you're right, though, because there are people that are coming here, and a lot of our workouts don't have over, like, a mile of total running, mm-hmm. right? It'll be, like, five or six 200s. And then they'll go run a 5K or a 10K, and they're like, wow, like, I crushed it. Like, how did I do that when I never run a mile in, at one time in class? Mm-hmm. And it's it's because of that, exactly. They, like, trained a different gear and created an adaptation, and then they took that to, to a somewhat different modality, yep. right? A longer longer run. Um, there's a couple quotes, and you said kind of like the word love, like start to like love, love it. And I think um, in Carol Dweck's book, Mindset, mm-hmm. um, once you change your mind from thinking like this is hard to this is hard and this is fun, mm-hmm. and you start to like the hard stuff, that's when creating adaptation comes easier because you start to seek it out. Yep. Um, there's another quote by Muhammad Ali. Um, he says, and I remember this quote, like, since I started working out at the age of, like, the ripe age of 16 or whatever it was with a barbell uh, bench press in my garage. But he said, don't count the sit-ups. Only start counting when it starts hurting because they're the ones, they're the only ones that count. That's what makes you a champion. Now, we're not all training to be champions, but I just love that way of looking and approaching your workouts and, mm-hmm. you know, thinking, like, let's let the warm-up kind of get hard. Right. That's that's one of my goals is like when I get into a warm up, I want to sweat a little bit. I want to feel like this is the workout. So that when I get to the workout, I'm like, all right, I'm ready to create more adaptation. We, we've all been there, though. Like I hear it all the time. Tomorrow is a I don't know when we're going to listen to this, but tomorrow <laughs> is a perfect example. Like the workout is trifecta. So the first five rounds of the workout, you are just holding a really uncomfortable pace. Like it's not impossible, but it's not fun by any means right like you're gonna have to push a little bit to hold but the last two rounds your goal is to beat that number so you've got to get out of your comfort zone a little bit push just a little bit more when you're already really tired 
And I like that workout with that quote because I think what happens and you know bringing the warm up back into it you could attack that workout and the first round could like suck because the first round is like getting you into the workout yeah. and I think a lot of people do that they're like they take the warm up or they don't take the warm up serious and then the first round is kind of like a feeling out process and then by the second or third round they're like okay I finally feel good like if you would just hit the warm up hard your yeah. first round would already be in the groove you would already be in your groove and then by that you know round 6 and 7 when you need to kick it into another gear like you feel good to do that, or it doesn't have to be like a crazy increase, but just a slight bump in effort. Um, you'll, you'll be able to do that, and we get into like strength things and pieces like that, and it's like a snatch day, and they're like joking around while we're like warming up with the barbell complex, and then they miss their you know eighty mm-hmm. percent over and over again. It's like you literally told your body that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. <laughs> like I watched you with the empty barbell, like joke around, and then now you put some weight on the bar and you expect it just to like know what it should do right like if you want your body to be snappy and be quick under the bar and feel good in the receiving position then feel that early and then when you're going up in weight feel that every time um i think those are really i know andrew hits on it all the time that warm-ups are the biggest missed opportunity and you just brought up and i just couldn't agree more like if you want to feel good in your workouts like make the warm-up not that fun like you just said like make it hard a little bit um but embrace that like it's part of your 60 minute class like of course we want to talk to our friends and things like that and I still think you can get away with it while you're warming up but embrace it a little bit and I promise like everything else after is going to feel yeah better <laughs> see that's why I program burpees in workout and warm-ups right and you guys can't get mad at me because there's a purpose behind that um all right not burpees they don't they don't have a purpose Burpee, but. No, not burpees <laughs> yeah but I think Andrew's really good at that too. Like, like if you see Andrew or me or Austin like in a warm up, we like we just get like mentally in it because we know that if you're mentally in it, the warm up that that takes it into the workout and, and beyond. And um, you know, so much of what we do here at Fit Town and in Beach Fit is a mental adaptation. Mm-hmm. It really is like easier for us. It's never easy. All right, let's just get that out of the way. Like <laughs> we always talk about this. Intensity is relative to the user. Like. There's no more intensity in FTX versus BeachFit. They are just as intense as, as intense as you want to make them. Mm-hmm. All right, so it's up to the user at the intensity level. Same thing with the adaptation level. You control the adaptation level by how much you want to push that stimulus. Um, so FTX and BeachFit, doesn't matter, all right? Our bodies are gonna adapt to the stimulus we put on it. And since I've been doing this for ten, nine years, 10 years, doing these types of workouts, these intense workouts, like mentally, my body just doesn't hit the panic button as fast, mm-hmm. right? He's uh, the same way. Same way, yeah. <laughs> and because I've been doing it for so long, I so I actually okay, I'm gonna pause what I was about to say. Yeah. I had this conversation with someone a couple of days ago, and I said I wish I could go back to when I started and just send it on every workout. Because when you first start, there there is no like oh no, this is, this is the feeling. There's, you don't know that feeling, right? Right. Because you're just now starting to adapt to workouts. Like if anyone remembers whatever their first workout was, I bet it was so bad. Like <laughs> it could have been the simplest workout, like a 500 meter row, 20 air squats and 10 sit-ups and you would have walked out like, what just happened? And today, like that would be a, like a literal warm up for us, right? Yeah. And I remember at my first year, it didn't matter, what, it didn't matter if it was a 40 minute AMRAP or if it was a, or Fran. I was like going for it (laughs) and I say I wish I could take that mindset back because I'm so experienced 
in what these workouts feel like and how movements piece together and what that kind of feels like that I can make game plans. Mm-hmm. And we talked about it earlier, yeah. like you can come in being like, okay, this is a 70% effort day, right? Yeah. And I, it's good. You need to figure out some sense of pacing. But if you ever want to create new adaptation onto where your current fitness level is, you're going to have to stretch. And it's going to be super uncomfortable, mostly if it's an, uh, you know, like a longer workout, an aerobic workout. Yeah. We are pace king. I feel like we pace better than almost anyone, right? Like, yeah. that's what we teach you guys to do, and it's awesome. I, I love watching it. But then you also get to this comfort of pacing where you're like, I, you know, I can't go over a two-minute pace on the bike or under a two-minute pace on the bike because if I do, my quads might blow up, and this might happen, and this might happen. Like, mm-hmm. if you want to improve, there's sometimes where you just need to be like, forget it. The coolest workout I've watched in a while was the other day. Um, it was honestly a super simple workout. It was interval style. It was 10 push press, uh, the anchored sit-ups, and then AMRAP yep. bike. Mm-hmm. And I was telling Andrew, I'm like, we need this golden ticket promotion every day for the rest <laughs> of our lives. I was like, I literally dangled a gold piece of paper in front of them, and I've never seen people push that hard on the bike. It's worth a drink if everybody's on it. It is. I mean, <laughs> Fit Aid is that good. But, but the point being, like, you need to find your golden ticket you can dangle in front of yourself every single day. Like, mm-hmm. whatever you're trying to accomplish, if you're wanting to get better at the snatch, then your golden ticket is, I need to improve positions. Mm-hmm. If your golden ticket is, I want to be a better runner, then you need to hit the sprints and the short workouts hard as well. Like, you need to find something that you can push yourself outside of the comfort zone because, myself included, like, yeah. I get really comfortable and I just hang out there. Yeah. So it's like, of course, I'm always, like, around the same there's workouts where I'm like yeah I'm probably gonna be like third best probably like oh, third best here again like I'm just comfortable being like yeah. average at all of them instead of Podium. being yeah. <laughs> I mean yeah you know when you've been doing it for this long but like I'm always comfortable just being like okay at it yeah and then there's some workouts where I'm like screw it if I blow up I blow up you know yeah. yesterday was a good example of Payne Gretzky I was like I'm gonna go for sport I, I might time cap I don't know yeah. like who knows what happens like sometimes you just gotta try it yeah. um and one quote, I, I shared it during a weightlifting seminar thing we did here a long time ago. I'm going to butcher the exact quote, but it's a Klokov. Everyone probably knows who he is, like the big, strong Russian guy. Um, <laughs> it's like the best way to describe him. Um, that one strong Russian guy. That one guy. strong Russian guy. Yeah, There's only not one. to be confused with the other Yeah, the other million. million. Yeah. <laughs> um, he said, like, they asked him, like, why he's so good at Olympic weightlifting. Like, some very ge- like general question. I don't think they thought he was going to give a good answer to but he's like because i'm better with an empty barbell than you mm-hmm. which was like good. crazy like this dude can hang snatch 200 kilos that's like 440 pounds he can yeah. hang snatch it and he says he's better at it because he's better with an empty barbell than you he takes that part more serious than you which makes him over <laughs> i was like that is so cool like if, yeah. if our members could hear that from someone who's that good yeah like, it would just have to make such an impact. Like, I know when I heard it, I was like, oh, okay, I'm going to start taking that a lot more serious. And you do. I admire the way you warm <laughs> up with the barbell. I've seen it. It's good. <laughs> but, yeah. So, I, I just went on a That's big rant. Awesome. But, yeah. I love that. One thing I want to emphasize that you said, um, we were talking about an experienced athlete, and you said to kind of find your place to mm-hmm. get more. And I think that's huge because... When you're in this for a while, it can become methodical. You could look at a workout like yesterday where it's like, all right, I have to do 40 wall balls. I know that's four sets of 10, Mm -hmm. right? And so you go into a workout and almost everything's planned, yet 
there was like a 50 cal row to finish it, right? 60 for you since you mm -hmm. did sport. You could say, all right, I'm gonna be methodical here, hopefully stick to this plan, but man, when I get to that row, I'm just gonna give everything I have left, yep. right? And I think you can find a place for adaptation everywhere mm -hmm. in the workout. So when I talk about strength or skill wads, I'm looking to those a lot of times. Like when we do you know, the weighted chin up, what's gonna challenge me? To where I get to the rounds seven and eight of this, and I'm like, I don't know if I can do what I originally set out to do. Yeah. Right. Um, so it's really important to kind of seek out those places and find them. It's kind of like a game in a sense. Yeah, and I think it's something we've almost tipped over the scale a little too much. Is we've made people so good at pacing that they're almost well, no one's comfortable going over that pace, right? Because that's mm -hmm. that's their comfort zone. But like, they're not willing to try it. And when I see someone like you know, it's a four round, like brutal interval. I see him blow up on the fourth round. I'm like, you know what? Like, good job. Because yeah. you were on the brink of doing it and it just, you were just like that much too much, right? Yeah. So you were like that far from just completely nailing it. Um, but then that teaches you a lesson and that teaches yes. your body a lesson. Yes. And, <laughs> and I think that's the important thing you can take from it. Don't take it as a defeat. Like, a lot of people are like, oh, I, I couldn't hit, hit the pace again. Like, you know how hard it is to hit a pace again? Yeah. It's so freaking hard. Like, and if, you know, if you need any example of that, like, do a 500-meter road repeat a couple times. Like, mm -hmm. see if you can keep holding it. It's really freaking hard. Every time you get back on the rower, you're like, I don't know if I can do this. And if you're questioning that in workouts, like, you're probably doing something right. Like, I don't know if I can do 10 toe to bar in a row. Yep. I don't know if I can do 20 wall balls unbroken. Cool. Find out. Yeah. Yeah. Failing is not a bad thing. Yeah, no. um, your coaches won't, will not get mad at you if you guys fail in a workout. So I love, I love that approach. Um, welcome failure and, uh, you know, take risks. It's like getting, getting thrown out, trying to steal a base. Like <laughs> if you've never gotten thrown out, then you haven't taken enough risks. You haven't tried to steal enough. So take more risks. Just don't get picked off first. <laughs> I mean, come on. <laughs> but you gotta know how big that lead, yeah, how big that lead, how should, big be, your lead right? should be. Yeah. Right. True. I love that. <laughs> Um, so one last thing I want to touch on is kind of move to like, we're talking about positive adaptations, mm -hmm. right? Like we come into the gym. That's why these gyms are standing here is that so people can come in and create positive ad adaptations in their life. A lot of the time, uh, whether it be intentionally or unintentionally, we find ourselves in negative adaptations. Yep. Um, for me recently, and actually as far back as I can think in the last few years, every little tweak and, and slight injury I have, I haven't had anything major, but every little injury I've had, I can trace back to a negative adaptation um, from a body position that I was putting myself in for extended amounts of time that I didn't even realize I was doing. Um, so one thing I was having trouble with was like my knees, right? I was having trouble with my knees because at night I would sit on the couch and just cross my knees really, or cross my legs really tensely. And I didn't realize that like my left being over my right and just being so tense, I was relaxed on the couch, mm -hmm. right? And I'm sure a lot of you guys do this. You're relaxing on the couch, but you're just a ball of tension. And then you go to the gym, you do try to hit that three at back squat. And you think it's that back squat that did it to you when really every night you were forcing a negative adaptation mm -hmm. on yourself. So I've done that to my knee. Um, I, was si I was sitting at the dinner table and I would drive my foot into the ground. So I was starting to get the bottom of my feet uh, had problems because I was, you know, arch, my arch was pushed into the ground, like all throughout dinner. And then looking at my phone and looking at my computer, I was having like trap stuff just from going like this all the time. And then trying to, of course, 
clean heavy weight the next day and keep right? your chest upright and everything else <laughs> exactly. yeah. so it's really interesting to think about you know we put ourselves in positive adaptations but a lot of times we get ourselves into negative adaptations whether we know them or not mm -hmm. but then they come like roaring back like in an injury or, or some shape or form yeah i think that's so good to touch on and i think the big thing i want to cover first is like you could be putting yourself in negative adaptations for fitness and that be okay if you're okay with that as your lifestyle, you know? Yeah. But if you're wanting a bunch of positive fitness adaptations, but you're also compounding that on the weekends with negative ones, you know, examples mm -hmm. like drinking, staying up late, things like that, like just yeah. a crappy, you know, nutrition base, like you can't expect your fitness adaptations to be super positive all the time. Like, you know, if, if this journey, you know, which should be lifelong, but let's say the progress you want to make in six months or someone who's like bought in is going to happen in six months, it might take you a year. It might take you longer than that. Like, I, th I think that most people understand that some of the things they're doing are not great, right? Like, you know, they go out and they have a cheat meal. Like, mm -hmm. okay, that's, that's obviously a negative adaptation to your body. You go out and you have a crazy weekend on the boat. Like, obviously that's not good for your body but then they come in the gym and expect and expect and expect and it's mm -hmm. like what did you do to set yourself up for positive adaptations <laughs> literally nothing yeah so you can only put so much um you know blame onto certain things you have to bring that back in as like personal responsibility to yourself if fitness adaptations mean that much to you now if you're mm -hmm. freaking happy you love life you're you know, you're a weekend warrior and that's, mm -hmm. that's your happy place and you're fulfilled, then who am I to say not to do that, right? Right, right. But our goal as fitness professionals to you is to give you our best advice. And our best advice is if you want to have positive fitness adaptations, then those need to be happening like every day, right? Right. Um, and if, if you're not willing to do that, then you just can't expect the same amount and the, the, the quickness, I guess, of the... Um, adaptations to occur like you have to assume that they're not going to be very linear like none of them are linear but um you're even more so going to have these up and downs right. depending on where you currently are in your life so and i think that's a great uh way to make the point of like it's very fluid too mm -hmm. like it's like you're trying to make progress but at the same time the tide of like a tough weekend <laughs> kind of just pulls you backwards right so you, you can take two steps forward but you can also be brought back um, through the positive and negative stuff that you're that you're bringing in your life and yep. exposing yourself to um, and and then it's just not like all or nothing right like it's a very micro thing to create an adaptation like mm -hmm. you may come into the gym you worked your butt off for an hour and you got this much adaptation yep. like but you got it like and that's that's really what we that's what we want it's like yeah. that littlest adaptation and that's our goal and I think uh, you know we had talked about it before we started the podcast like what's the difference between programming a while back and programming now and in my opinion it's we're trying to create those micro adaptations mm -hmm. across a longer period of time instead of chasing really quick wins yeah and i think it's it's really easy to get you some to get good at something really quickly but you're also putting yourself in harm's way most of the time to do it so like if you're trying to get in like a, a bigger deadlift like we could run some sort of cycle that could get you like a bigger deadlift, but then you have to ask yourself why, first off, like mm -hmm. why are we doing that? Two, like we would have to take into account every single person and every single thing you did outside of the gym. So for some people, we might be putting you in more harm's way having you go to a heavy deadlift. 
if you yeah. had a crazy weekend on the boat. Yeah. Um, so that's something we have to keep in the back of our minds. So yeah, our goal is obviously we want you to improve your fitness. Like that's, that's mm-hmm. literally what we do. But we want you to do it and to be able to do it forever, not for yeah. this week. For sure. And I think that's, that's, that's the biggest change. It's <laughs> awesome. I think um, I want to just give one last message here to the people that have maybe have taken some time off from working out. There, I know there are people that have been to our gym and then because of COVID may have taken a whole year off. Um, adaptation, once you've worked, forward, worked towards it, worked for it, and you've gotten it, you've achieved it, it comes back a lot quicker, mm-hmm. um, you know, whether that be strength or your endurance, stamina, whatever it is, it actually comes back a lot quicker because your body has been there before. Um, so if you're out there and you've taken some time off, I want to encourage you that adaptation is never easy, right? Because it's always something that's hard and something that we, we question ourselves even able of doing, yet um, if you've been there before, that adaptation is going to come back a little bit quicker. Yeah, so, really easy, concrete example. If you've ever, you know, been doing this consistently and you go on like a week's vacation and you come back, mm-hmm. like everyone knows what that week feels like on yeah. the way back. It's yeah. not great, but then your body is like, oh, I remember. Yeah. I remember. I'll, I'll get back to it. Um, and I think if you've been gone for periods of time, you know, maybe whatever, like six to eight months because of COVID, like you can expect it's most likely not going to feel great like your first week or two. But then your body knows what to do and it'll get right back to it. Um, and then you can get back into the routine of pushing your fitness from that point on. That's awesome. Yeah, I work out on vacation just so that feeling is less bad when I get back. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. Man, it's so bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. So want to challenge you um, this you know, near future. What is something that you are going to push yourself to adapt to, hopefully in a positive way? All right, we'll see you next time. Bye.